Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. The football season has begun. It was ugly. Hopefully you didn't spend too much time watching it. But they played the game in Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame preseason game, and the Steelers won 16-3. There were a couple local guys who looked pretty good. Wasn't half bad. Dalton Schultz got a pass for 15 yards. Expect him to do some stuff for the Cowboys. Jimmy Foco caught a pass for four yards. So, it's not exactly the Utah Cowboys, but, you know, there's a little flavor there. Starting quarterbacks didn't play for either team, so move along. Not much to see here. But Josh Dobbs played for Pittsburgh, and you know why I hate Josh Dobbs? Did he go to high school in Arizona, play well in college, and now he's in the pros and he blew off your Sun Devils? He blew them off, but no, he's from Georgia, and he was an early commit, I think, and or went right down to the end and didn't choose his... He broke my heart, Fredo. There it is. You're not my brother. You're not my quarterback. You're dead to me. (laughs) Cowboys owner and GM Jerry Jones did not say when it would happen, but he made an announcement last night that Jimmy Johnson will be inducted into the team's ring of honor. Johnson will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend in Canton, Ohio. So Jerry figured, well, if he's going to be in the hall, I guess I have to put him in the ring of honor. Then I'll make an announcement and get some attention. Then later I'll announce the date and get some more attention. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny when Jimmy said, you're going to do it while I'm alive? (laughs) 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 I I got a chuckle out of that when he said it. And Troy Aikman obviously was there uh, broadcasting the game, and he was a a big-time endorser of uh, that happening for Jimmy Johnson. You would have thought that it would have happened earlier, I guess, but... If you're going to go in the hall, you probably should be in your team's individual if you don't have some. Some have a hall, some have that ring of honor thing, what we've seen. So you'd think if you go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that you'd have the individual honor for the team that you're largely going in for. I mean, obviously he coached uh, the Dolphins too, but from the Hall of Fame perspective, it's uh, the accomplishments with the Cowboys. Personalities get sideways. Grudges have to be overcome. Sometimes there's falling outs. It takes a while for, you know... There'd be enough healing or enough public pressure or enough combination of the two. Adrian Danley's number didn't go into the rafters real quick for the Jazz, but they got it up. So, Yeah, I think when we go in, you know, it's going to have to be something where I'm going to have to come to grips with uh, the animosity that I have for you. <laughs> okay. Ring of Honor for radio. I don't see that right around the corner, so I think you'll have some time to work on all that animosity. The Hall of Fame. There's got to be something out there. I didn't (laughs) think of Ring of Honor. Okay. Something. If not, we'll start our own. No, the University of Utah does something for broadcasting. I went up there when Bill Marcroft went in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I remember that. A little little uh, ceremony and some. When Randy Rogers, our former GM, and and, uh, Mary Nichols went in. Right. Yeah, we were up for that too. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Despite a 20% revenue drop in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic, the average value of the 32 NFL franchises is up 14%. 
to $3.48 billion, according to Forbes. It's the biggest gain in five years. For the 15th straight year, the Cowboys are the most valuable team at $6.5 billion. So in the short run, they lost money. But the long run picture, because they did sign a broadcast deal for 11 years, it's worth a gazillion dollars. And so that combined with there's billionaires who want to own teams and love the ego play makes them worth even more money. NFL owners win again. How about that? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, that's a blip of what we had for the one year. But going forward, yeah, in NFL football, I actually thought that in, in a sense that you valued it more because uh, the NFL wasn't specifically taken away from you, but sports were taken away from you. And the NFL has become such a thing to look forward to that it's really just amazing. So to me, this is, a, this is zero surprising. Robert Griffin III has signed a multi-year deal with ESPN to be a college football and NFL analyst. The deal does allow Griffin to seek a playing opportunity if one arises in the NFL. He was really good in college. He started out really good in the pros, but he got flipped upside down and the whiplash on his knee tore ligaments, and he was never the same after that. But he'll probably be pretty good in the booth, I would think. He always seemed like he was a talker, so. Sure. I'll bet he'll be good. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. My general feel from, from practice just coming out, off of it is that uh, I really like how the players work during the offseason. And uh, they took care of themselves, got themselves ready. I mean, you can see that they look like they're in shape and they run well. And uh, I kind of like the way that they perform with the PRPs. Things are a lot cleaner than I've seen, but still have a lot of work to do, a lot more install, a lot of things to go with offensively, defensively, special teams. I was, I was really pleased with day one practice. So Kalani prefaced his remarks by basically apologizing for uh, being a cliche monger. I'm going to tell you guys the stuff we always say now. Got to watch the film. and <laughs> That was nice. Any surprises out of this, PK? Or they are who you thought they were, at least on day one? Well, day one, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you come out and say, man, we really struggled after day one, that just sets the tone <laughs> that is so ugly. I don't know that any coach in the history of any sport – Day one, particularly with this situation in college football with the acclimation stuff where you've got to go through uh, a few days before you can put the shoulder pads on and allow tackling, allow hitting, blah, 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 all that stuff. So you would suspect that uh, this is this is essentially uh, a continuation of what they've been doing on their own. And, you know, Aaron Roderick, listening to him talk about uh, next week, they'll have the installation of the offense. So... Uh, everybody takes it slow. I remember when Majerus, they played one of those, they used to play those practice games with like, you know, athletes in action or something. Mm-hmm. And they had an, uh, they had the ball, they had to inbound it with the game on the line or set. And he said after the game, he said, we have gotten nowhere close to working on inbounds plays under our own baskets. I just drew something up on a sheet of paper real quick. You know, because it's a gradual thing here. It's the same thing in football here. Although, you know, they don't have a whole lot of time, but uh, I would suspect that uh, by the end of the second week that you're in full gear, but obviously we're not there yet. So all eyes are on the quarterback battle, just like they are at Utah. It's a little more intriguing here since BYU's talking about three guys as opposed to two. Uh, I wonder, though, and I put that up on Facebook. Yep. You think the coaches know. we got Robbie Bosco coming up at the bottom of the hour. And he's been a quarterback in quarterback battles. And he's been a coach 
with quarterback battles that he had to help decide. Do they do they have an idea? Because in my mind, I think they do have an idea. Uh, we have several responses. I was impressed with the quality of responses. Everybody seemed to put aside a lot of the the nonsense and the going for the cheap laughs. And I think a lot of hit, a lot of people hit on things that are just really true of quarterback battles. And I largely agree with you. Uh, Aaron Roderick said his timeline for picking a starting quarterback midway through training camp remains his plan. We'll run this by Robbie Bosco at 7:30. He'll be with us in 20 minutes. The PK they know they just make the guys do it. But they got a pretty good idea 80-90% of the time how this is going to play out. I think sometimes kids really do take strides and get better or a kid who they think is going to do it and you go out and throw two or three practice or two or three picks practice after practice after practice they're not going to give you the job. That might be what happened up on the hill. We didn't get to see it and they don't want to embarrass the kid by saying much, but you can read between the lines. They 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 brought in a transfer. They thought he was going to start, but when they put him in practice he didn't do it, so he went with the other guy. Well, I think la- if you're talking about last year, yes, last year, uh, Cam Rising was exceptionally accurate. I think he won the job. DJ and PK. Hashtag College Football. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey has agreed to a contract extension that will keep him with the conference through 2026. The extension comes on the heels of Sankey overseeing the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. SEC's a 16-team super conference. He got his bounty. He's a bounty hunter. He brought in Oklahoma, Texas, and he brought them in alive. And he got his just reward. But yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? Florida Gators will spend at least part of their training camp in a hotel as Coach Dan Mullen searches for ways to avoid another COVID-19 outbreak within the program. Mullen said the Gators are probably over the 85% vaccination threshold required by the SEC, but he didn't have an exact number. When I hear probably over, coaches who are really detail-oriented, yeah, he left himself an out from not being over. I immediately doubted that. Over what? Over the 85, oh, we're probably over the 85% vaccination threshold. No, you're a coach, you're detail-oriented, you're all over everything. You know whether you're over or not. We're probably over. That means you're not. But you handle the vaccination rate going forward because I'm going to handle what's not going to happen out on the field. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Salt Lake City Summer League wraps up tonight. Another doubleheader featuring the Grizzlies taking on the Spurs at 5. The Utah Jazz blue team facing the white team at 7. Games are on KJS 14 and NBA TV. You can listen to it with Scotty G on the call right here on the Zone Sports Network. You got any takeaways from the uh, the Summer League? You got a couple guys you like? Well, for sure, yeah. The, 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 the guys that we expect to from the Jazz perspective, but this is just a a little snapshot you know then they go down to vegas how many games do they play down there there's more teams obviously and so this is a continuation let's see what as a bouquet can do because there's an opportunity there you know last year was a screwy year for him and he had a, a severe ankle injury because it seemed like he was out for weeks and months mm-hmm. uh, and he's got a massive body we know that what can he do so that's number one he was their number one draft pick right so I'm looking for that. Uh, Bryant was a number two draft pick. So what can he do? I mean, they drafted these guys for reasons. 
And then obviously you've got somebody like a Trent Forrest to see what he can continue. Uh, so I don't want to make a judgment based on a couple of ball games in Salt Lake. I'm not even sure I want to make a judgment based on the entire summer league. But there's a bunch, there's some more games to play, and you have to. Uh, I think it's our obligation because of our jobs to follow their progress. But fans want to do it because they're fans of the team too, and I am to an extent, and so I want to follow it that way for a couple of reasons. So yeah, I don't. I don't go crazy, but I also don't blow it off either because I don't think it should be blown off. I mean, it's important to see what these guys can do. What's their commitment to being in shape and all this type of stuff? And this is their time. You know, this really is their time because when the season starts, well, it's time to try to win a title and it's time for the team rather than individuals to focus on because who really cares what the score is now? You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, these guys can, as if we gave, you know, battle Hassan Whiteside for playing time as a backup. I think the answer to that is no, but it goes back to what we were just saying about the quarterbacks. Just because you think you know how it's going to play out, you have to allow for one guy who really doesn't deliver or one guy who delivers at a much higher level. And, you know, things start clicking and they take the big jump forward. And we've all heard coaches drop all those cliches, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. I can't say. You said that you think the answer is no, and I don't have a problem with that. But in my mind, as I try to evaluate, I don't know yet what the answer is. I want to see some more evidence before I can come to a conclusion. We'll, we'll watch preseason games, too. Well, they haven't announced that schedule yet, but we, we all pay attention to that. Right. Because this is the time. It's like last night for these younger guys that got in for the NFL with Pittsburgh and Dallas. So, you know, I watched some of that game just to see if what the heck and it's football i hadn't seen football in a while so i did turn i watched a lot of olympics last night going for the gold with the uh, ladies in beach volleyball yeah big time i did watch that so uh, let's see what they can do uh, i'm i have a sense of well i don't know if curiosity is the word but maybe it's it's a soft curiosity well, there are surprises. They brought in Green and Davis a couple of years ago, and those didn't work out. And, you know, we were 10, 15, 20 games into the regular season, and it started becoming very clear. That's not working out. So, you know, they made a trade, made made some changes in the rotation. So everything's always up for grabs. You, you have to do it no matter what the expectations are. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. USA Basketball takes on France tonight, 8.30, gold medal game in Tokyo. Hey, no more behind-the-paywall stuff. Be on free TV. How about that? I think they're going to put it on NBC, on the uh, main. Oh, why, why would the main. they? Are you yeah. kidding? I was going to say, of all the <laughs> events. To because, because there's some track or gymnastic event, because that's mostly what we're swimming. Those are the three sports they give us most of the time. So I don't think you're going to have to go chasing it down on a cable channel. Well, I'm not expecting it. I mean, I, if I have to chase it down, I will. I told my wife was asking about tonight. We're going to go over some friends earlier in the evening, and I said sure, but I want to be home by 8:30 because I want to watch this game. Free agent swingman Kelly Oubre Jr. has reportedly agreed to a two-year deal worth 25 million dollars to join the Charlotte Hornets. Spent last season with the Golden State Warriors. He's got a lot of talent. PK is he going to break out? Hmm. Mm. It's, Charlotte's a good place to go because it's off the radar, and you know the kid's 25 years old. What's this is? Is this his fourth team now? Was it Washington, Phoenix, the Warriors, and now the Charlotte Hornets? 
Something's going on there, you know? 25 years old, that's moving around a lot. Yeah. Charlotte was uh, six games under 500, 10th in the East. Hayward wasn't playing at the end of the year. We knew they'd have some money to use, and so they've used it. See how many teams they can catch. Masai Ujiri, the architect of the Raptors 2019 NBA title team, has agreed to a significant new deal to become vice chairman and president of the franchise. His previous title was president. And I don't vice always, chairman. I don't always get how they pile these titles on. I mean, was Emperor not available? Here, here's more money. Take I've always title. thought the title Sultan sounded cool, but I don't know Sultan. what you have to do to get that. And you might want to just settle for Emperor or vice chairman. Well, for me, as a writer, I've always been a junior writer. We've been over this. <laughs> I think we're going to go over it one more time. I've never been a senior writer. There and it I, is. And honestly, in, in terms of self-evaluation, I don't think I deserve to be a senior writer. A senior reporter, junior writer. How about that? <laughs> oh, no. If we're going to just highlight my writing skills, it would be freshman. DJ PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. PK, I know there's been a lot of talk about launch angles, but did you see Joey Gallo hit his first home run as a member of the Yankees? Beat the Mariners 5-3. That was a moonshot and a massive uppercut. It went over LaGuardia a couple (laughs) of planes. He's squinting up into the sky trying to see it as it goes into lunar orbit. And comes screaming up back for to almost Earth. seven seconds. I was up there forever. He hit it so high. a towering fly ball. I thought John Vicenda was going to uh, announce it. It was like one of those things of passing football, where you see the ball floating in the air, rotating, super slow motion. Yeah, and the guys bum. talking through it. That that was funny. Yeah, and then Gallo was brought in to hit home runs. He's a Vegas kid. He played. I think he played some ball with Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper. Good grief, he hit that ball a long way up in the air. And it turned out it got over the wall by about three or four feet. Which made it all the more exciting. Yep. Because it was in doubt. You know, a lot of these shots, they're never in doubt. No, no, it was absolutely in doubt. No doubt about that. The Giants got shut out for eight innings and then put four on the board in the ninth to force extra innings, and they beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. The bullpen giving it away. That was uh, some Merrill Kelly. Strong start, but couldn't seal the deal. And the well, Giants as I've always it. said, man, you have 31 outs, and it's up to you. <laughs> you have 30 outs. It's up to you. What do you do with those 30 outs? Giants pick up a half game on the Dodgers and the Padres who uh, who weren't playing. Uh, Braves sweep the Cardinals. 8-4. to four. 18 base runners on just seven hits. It's a walk party. Holy cow. Somebody throw a strike already. Bo Bichette, that's a fun name. I don't uh, particularly need to report on the game. I just want to say Bo Bichette. He homered and drove in three runs. In a 3 nothing win for the Jays over the Indians. Bo Bichette, one last time. Yeah, he's Dante Bichette's son. Yep. They have those three guys of sons on the, on the I was going to say Raptors, but uh, they're not the Raptors. They're the, the Blue Jays. Jays. <laughs> uh, so he's a small dude, but he packs some power. Bees lost a season opener in Vegas, 7-5. They'll take on the Aviators again tonight at 8 o'clock. Coverage begins at 7.50 here on the Zone Sports Network. Hashtag RSL. RSL in Portland tonight face the Timbers. Three games in eight days, but 
Both teams had to play midweek, so that would be fatigue there. This is a stretch of six games in 22 days. They are really coming fast and furious for RSL. They've only taken five points in the first five games. Not enough. And this is uh, seventh place RSL, eighth place Portland, separated by one point in the battle for the last playoff berth. You can start watching the stand-ins. It's halfway through the season. This is actually exactly halfway through the season. So see what RSL can do on the road, seeing the Timbers tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, excuse me, 8.30 on KMYU, the KSL TV app, and ESPN+. Plus. Big game on turf, PK. Last year was 4-4, so I don't imagine we'll have that many goals again. All right. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Robbie Bosco. Former BYU quarterback, the undefeated 84 champs, BYU Varsity Club director. He joins us next. Dustin Smith, quarterback elite co-founder, coach, and now the Spanish Fork High School head coach is going to join us coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.